0: Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Just about everybody who has been in the military, run for fitness or for competition, or danced for fun or as a profession, has probably experienced the bane of foot strikers everywhere, shin splints. From mild discomfort on the front of the leg to severe pain with each step, Every variety of shin splints is annoying, inconvenient, and in some cases, even debilitating. Now, shin splints is a catch-all term to refer to pain on the front of the lower leg. The fancy medical term for the most common cause of shin splints is medial tibial stress syndrome, which simply means there is inflammation or sometimes separation of the muscles, tendons, and bone tissue around your tibia or your shin bone. Pain typically occurs along the inner border of the tibia where the muscles attach to the bone. This syndrome can occur when the leg is repeatedly exposed to impact-based stress, which can fatigue the muscles on the back of the leg and create excessive bending in the tibia bone of the lower leg. When the tibia bends and moves, the tendons and soft tissue around the front of the leg that connects to the tibia can become overused and inflamed, resulting in you grimacing with each step. This syndrome can also occur when your calf muscle is so tight that you must exert extra force to flex your foot as you walk or run. You can think of it like your foot's natural and relaxed position has actually become slightly pointed all the time due to the tightness in your calf. So, in order to not trip every time you take a step, you have to engage your shin muscles to flex your foot. Now, this hoops out those muscles, and this constant tension in the muscles causes it to pull away from the bone. A couple of other less common conditions that can cause shin splints are stress fractures, which are small breaks in the bone caused by the muscles tugging on them, and compartment syndrome, which is the pressure that builds up in the muscle compartments. Now, the most common cause of shin splints is wearing shoes with positive heels, and I I don't just mean those fancy stilettos. Having our heels constantly elevated off the ground and above our toes shortens our calves and our hamstrings, which creates tension down the back of the leg, which puts us in that semi-permanent toe-pointed scenario I described earlier. For more information about that, you can check out my podcast called How to Build Strong and Pain-Free Feet, and I'll link to that in the show notes over at quickanddirtytips.com getfitguy. Now, some other causes of shin splints include a sharp increase in activity, and you can say it with me, it's the good old too much too soon syndrome, a change to a hard or uneven exercise surface improper or worn-out footwear, and weak core muscles. Okay, so now that we can figure out what may have caused your shin splints, we can create a list of activities to help get rid of those shin splints. Now, if you have shin splints, a number of exercises or activities can help, but I'm going to list a few that have more general benefits that you can do at home. And the first one is to decrease activity or make sure you always increase your activity gradually rather than all at once. For example, when running, a good rule of thumb is to never add more than 10% volume each week. Now, the second thing you can look at is to run or exercise on softer surfaces. Now, for example, if you run on concrete, which is one of the hardest surfaces you can possibly run on, switch to a paved surface, or better yet, gravel or dirt on the side of the road, or off-road running trails, or the grass in a field or pitch. The third thing you can try is to choose your footwear wisely. Rather than buying your shoes online, go to a store that specializes in selling running shoes and have them watch you stand, walk, and run, and then make a shoe recommendation based on your unique body mechanics and fitness goals. And most importantly, try on many pairs of shoes and let your feet be your guide. It doesn't matter if the expert says the shoes are right for you. If they don't feel good pretty much immediately don't buy them. Now, the fourth thing you can do is change your worn out shoes. Now, running shoes should be replaced before all that is holding them together is hope and duct tape. Now, don't laugh, an ultra runner friend of mine has actually duct taped his shoes back together. And if you frequently run on hard surfaces, well, you'll need to change your running shoes more frequently. And the fifth thing is to train your core. A strong core will allow you to place less stress on your lower limbs with each step. Now, for more info and tips about how to strengthen your core, you can check out my articles and podcasts called Don't Ignore Your Core, Rock Solid Stability, and How to Plank Like a Pro. And don't worry, I'll link to those in the transcript over at quickanddirtytips.com getfitguy.
1: Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at SeventhGeneration.com.
0: Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. On to number six, and that is to stretch your calves. Each day, Preferably before you exercise, do a wall calf stretch, in which you place both hands on the wall and lean into it with one leg outstretched behind you, and a downward dog in which you get into a push-up position and then lift your butt towards the ceiling until you feel a stretch in the back of your legs. You can also do foam rolling exercises for your calf. Stretching the calves is good for both preventing and recovering from shin splints. And the final suggestion is to stretch your hamstrings. Now, a forward fold is a great hamstring stretch, and so is downward-facing dog. Just make sure you are pivoting from the hips and the pelvis, not just from your lower back. And remember to breathe while you stretch, especially when targeting a big muscle group like the hamstrings. Don't force your way into the stretch. Relax your way into it for at least 60 to 90 seconds at a time. Now once you are no longer in pain, you can start strengthening the front of your legs deliberately, not just as a consequence of having tight calves like I described earlier. One of the easiest ways to strengthen the front leg muscles is with toe lifts. Now, To do these, you just stand comfortably and lift the front of your foot off the floor while keeping your heels on the floor. Now try to hold this position for 10 seconds and then slowly lower the front of the foot back to the floor. Now once you get to the point where toe lifts are feeling quite easy, you can begin heel walks. And to do these, (laughs) you probably guessed, you walk on your heels with your toes pointed straight ahead. And here's an important tip. While you are still healing from your shin splints, do not overdo either the toe lifts or the heel walks. If your shin pain increases or comes back, stop doing these exercises and return your focus to healing the muscle while loosening up your calves and your hams. So with all of this in mind, here is a shin splint workout that you can try. First, warm up for 5-10 to minutes and I like to do sun salutations for this because it gives you a nice full body, no impact warm up while also preparing your calves and hamstrings for the work ahead. Then move on to the elevated toe calf stretch on each leg for 60 seconds and then do 60 seconds of either the yoga pose called downward facing dog or forward fold. Then you can do 30 steps of heel walks or 30 reps of toe lifts. Then repeat those stretches that we did earlier and the heel walks or toe lifts three times through. Then you can finish with 10 to 20 foam rolls on each of your calves and down the outside of your shins. And just as a bonus, I'm going to embed a video of me showing a really great strengthening routine that you can use to help prevent shin splints from ever happening again. But remember to only do this once you are no longer in pain. And you can find that once again at quickanddirtytips.com slash getfitguy. All right, that's it for this week, everybody. But don't forget to tune in next week because I have a special guest on the episode and it is our good old favorite biomechanist, Katie Bowman. So you'll want to tune in for that one. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong. I'm the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Get out there and take care of those shins. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.